Good morning. I'm Eric Anderson in for Debbie Cruz. It's Tuesday, January 17th. San Diego County Public Defender Randy Mize admits to signing off on a report with false statements. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The stormy weather isn't over yet. The National Weather Service says more rain, mountain snow, and strong winds are on the way in San Diego County today. But forecasters say tonight could be the last night of showers for a couple of weeks. A wind advisory is in effect until this evening, so bundle up. Temperatures will be in the 50s. Several East County school districts are closed today because of the stormy weather in San Diego County. Schools in the Julian Union Elementary and High School District the Mountain Empire Unified School District, Spencer Valley School District, and Warner Unified School District all closed. You can check the San Diego County Office of Education website for additional updates. Following a deluge of rain from atmospheric rivers, California is about to enter two weeks of dry weather. But while the atmospheric rivers dump lots of rain on California, that doesn't mean they move far enough inland to bring snow to the Colorado River Basin. California state climatologist Michael Anderson says San Diego remains very dependent on Colorado River water. If you rely on the Colorado River Basin as a part of your water supply, then there will be continuing drought problems due to the extreme drought in that part of the world. There is a long-standing drought in the Colorado River Basin, but there is some good news this year. Colorado snowpacks are currently above normal. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Court transcripts show that San Diego County Public Defender Randy Mize admitted under oath last month that he signed off on an investigative report knowing it contained false statements. KPBS investigative reporter Amitha Sharma has more. Mize's admission came during the December trial of former Deputy Public Defender Zach Davina's successful wrongful termination lawsuit against the county. He was, of course, under oath, under penalty of perjury, and he acknowledged that when he signed and approved the official investigation report into Zach's complaints of discrimination and harassment, that when he signed it, he knew it was false. 
Davina's lawyer, Chris Ludmer, says that investigative report was the result of the Public Defender Office's HR probe into Davina's firing. The Superior Court jury sided with Davina in his case and awarded him $2.6 million in damages. The trial transcripts show Mize repeatedly acknowledged he knew that four of the five supervisors who sat on Davina's tenure review panel had made false statements. Panel members had known of a complaint Davina took to a colleague after appearing before the review panel, but they told the investigator they hadn't. According to the transcript, Ledmer then asked, and you didn't do anything to correct them, did you? Mize answered, I missed it. Ledmer follows up with, you missed something that directly bared on one of Mr. Davina's specific complaints of retaliation? Mize responded, I did. He also acknowledged reading the full investigative report before signing it. Mize did not respond to a request for comment, neither did the four tenure review panel supervisors, Mignon Hiltz, Frank Barone, Sherry Stone, and Joe Super. Davina, who is gay, says a supervisor on the tenure review panel opened by asking him whether he was too flamboyant and animated and if that hurt his clients. And it became very clear it wasn't a question of what is actually professional or what is actually right as a public defender, but why aren't you acting straight? Right after the tenure review session ended, Davina complained to fellow deputy public defender Jessica Enriquez that he felt discriminated against and harassed. Mize and the other supervisors labeled Davina's complaint a breach of confidentiality, according to court records. Mize acknowledged during the trial that the so-called breach had been discussed with those same panel members at a meeting on November 2, 2020, and they were angry that Davina disclosed what happened at his tenure review. But that's not what four of the five review panel members told the HR investigator. They said they never knew that Davina had complained to Enriquez about his treatment. Ludmer has harsh words for Mize. Any senior public official doing something like that should immediately lose their job. The idea that the county would continue to pay our taxpayer dollars and keep someone in their job who's admitted to this kind of gross, unethical misconduct is shocking to me. Ludmer urged the County Board of Supervisors to take strong action. I hope that the Board of Supervisors will conduct an internal investigation, preferably by some outside law firm that is not tainted, and can hopefully make some findings and conclusions and recommendations on what should happen not only to Mr. Mize, but the entire senior leadership of that public defender's office. KPBS reached out to the county administration and supervisors for comment. They said the matter will soon come to the board in closed session, and so it's inappropriate to comment at this time. Amitha Sharma, KPBS News. County Supervisor Nora Vargas has been elected chair of the San Diego Association of Governments. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says Friday's meeting did have some drama. 
Sandag is responsible for planning and building transportation infrastructure and for implementing state climate goals. Vargas represents South Bay communities. She told fellow board members she would use the chair position to build consensus and promote equity. You all give me a lot of hope by saying that you are interested in collaboration and also in making sure that uh, there's equitability in representation because that's something that hasn't happened, particularly for the county communities of South County for so many years. Later in the meeting, nine board members walked out of the room to protest Vargas's election and Sandag's voting procedures, which give big cities more influence over transportation policy than small cities. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. San Diego police are mourning the loss of a former fellow officer killed Friday in Riverside County. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado profiled Darnell Calhoun last year. She talked to his former San Diego partner. Veteran San Diego police officer Chad Crenshaw was paired up with new officer Darnell Calhoun in 2020. I instantly liked him. He was a happy, outgoing but last year, Calhoun became a Riverside County Sheriff's deputy. The job was closer to home. So I was happy for him, and I kept in touch. He just called me two days ago and made plans to uh, get together soon. So. Calhoun was killed Friday while answering a domestic violence call in Lake Elsinore. Crenshaw says his former partner was quick to act when he thought lives were at risk. He recounted this story from their time together. Gentleman had a heart attack while picking up his daughter from high school. We raced over there and got there before medics did. And uh, Darnell immediately jumped on and started CPR. And when the medics showed up, they said, hey, if it wasn't for Darnell's quick action in uh, doing chest compressions, this guy wouldn't have lived. So Darnell, he's a hero. Calhoun is the second Riverside County deputy killed on duty in just over two weeks. He is survived by his two sons and pregnant wife. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. A group of around 100 San Diego Unified teachers gathered last week to say they need more support. That's because schools are adding more four-year-olds to the transitional kindergarten program. KPBS reporter Claire Tregesser has details. The teachers union had a listening session with San Diego Unified Superintendent Dr. Lamont Jackson. They were raising issues about the new grade in California, transitional kindergarten. Julia Capper was at the meeting. It was a little bit unclear to many of the teachers what they were supposed to be doing. She's the president of the San Diego chapter of the Association for the Education of Young Children. She says teachers want clearer guidelines on how and what they should be teaching in Universal Transitional Kindergarten, or UTK. There's an early learning department giving communication, and then a lot of the communication is, oh, your principals, ask your principals. But the principals haven't gotten training on what the UTK is supposed to be. Claire Tregesser, KPBS News. A spokesperson for the school district said in a statement that the event will help the district strengthen UTK, and they look forward to an ongoing partnership. In other education-related news, the Chula Vista Elementary School District is moving ahead with plans to convert two of its campuses to community schools. The California Department of Education has awarded the district a half-a-million-dollar grant to add additional services at Harborside and Palomar Elementary Schools starting next summer. That includes academic tutoring, more sports programs, a regular on-site pediatrician, and cooking and parenting classes. 
Lisa Forehand is Senior Director of Student, Family, Community, and Instruction for the district. It's no longer, okay, we have the principal and the teachers making some decisions. It's we have the community partners on involved making decisions. We have um, the student voice that we're hearing. We have the, you know, the parents as well. A community school is a public school the state designates as a hub of services for underserved and marginalized students. Harborside and Palomar have the largest group of non-English speaking students and those living with food and housing insecurity. The community schools will allow us to close that opportunity gap and to remove those barriers so they can truly have access to um, discover their passions and discover their talents. Forehand says the district will consider its other campuses for the community designation in the future. Coming up, we've rounded up some of the most popular New Year's resolutions. And one stood out most. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. People who take the train between San Diego and Orange counties have had to use other options for months now because the tracks are closed for repairs. And thanks to all this rain, they'll have to stick with those other options a while longer. KPBS reporter Tanya Thorne found out how passengers are coping. Buses have been taking passengers back and forth between Oceanside and Irvine since the track repairs began in September. The service is called a bus bridge. Tanzil Khan rode the bus bridge a few times. The most important thing I realized as soon as I got on the bus that the bus driver um, is, um, is professional and has a kind demeanor. The only downside, Khan says, there aren't as many time slots available for the buses. She found herself having to wait three hours until her bus would depart. Construction crews continue working to stabilize the San Clemente railbed that called for the suspension of service in the first place. And the latest word is that passenger train service will resume in late February. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Increasing egg prices are having an effect in some surprising places, like childcare. KPBS reporter Melissa May explains. Sarah Song is a family care provider in National City, and her husband cooks nutritious homemade meals for about 10 to 12 children. She says they both got a real shock recently when he went shopping for eggs to feed their young clients. He said it was like $12. They're like $12. 
The high cost of eggs could mean changes for Song's meal plan, but change isn't always easy when you're cooking for children. It's going to be even harder to like pick which menu items to put out there and see if they're even going to like it because we know what they like, so it'll be hard to switch some things up. Song estimates that her business's food costs have gone up by 25%, and she may have to increase the tuition for her daycare. Melissa May, KPBS News. Some of the most popular New Year's resolutions are ones about getting into shape, whether that's eating healthier or joining a gym. KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman talked with some resolute San Diegans and fitness instructors about how people can stick to their resolutions. Inside the fitness center at San Diego Oasis, people are getting their dance and exercise on. This group class is called cardio drumming. It involves drumsticks and large inflated exercise balls. Fitness instructor Andra Valencia leads the class. It's definitely a good cardio workout. So we're, you know, we're, it's, we're using the whole body and we're engaging all the muscles in the body to stabilize ourselves. And so it's, um, it's a really good full body workout. Oasis recently held their annual Fitness Palooza. It's where seniors are able to try a variety of group exercise classes and plan ahead for any New Year's resolutions. I think it's always a good time to reset your goals for the year and get going as far as, you know, maybe we ate too much over the holidays. And so I think everyone's ready to like just get rid of all of the winter um, fun that we've had and get started on a new page, fresh new page. Some people will drop off after the beginning of the year, but Valencia says cardio drumming is typically fully booked. She says when it comes to New Year's resolutions to get fit, choose something that's going to be fun. If it feels like it's a chore, if it feels like oh, you, you know, you're really struggling to get out and do something, just pick something easy and you know something that you can keep moving. Lisa Garvey from Santee came to check out all the different classes, which included soul line dancing and Zumba Gold. She's here on a New Year's resolution to improve her health. My husband passed away last year, and so I had been a caregiver for many years to take care of him, and so now it's my, I thought, I have to take care of myself now. Garvey says she's tried gyms before, but they weren't for her. And it wasn't an environment that I really thought was that much fun for me. Um, I kind of like the camaraderie of the class because people are very supportive here. You know, if you've never done it before, somebody will say, it's okay, it'll be great, don't worry, just watch everybody. And I kind of like that. It's that sense of community that fitness instructor and personal trainer Russell Rowe says is key for long-term results. He also says it shouldn't feel like a chore. If you can make it enjoyable, like bring music with you, talk to friends, um, go in a nice hike, you know, where it's the scenery is beautiful, um, those kinds of things. And do something that you can do that doesn't require you to drive too far or do, you know, like convenience is a huge factor too. That's one of the things that allows people to stick with their exercise. Rowe says his personal training business is very busy this time of year. <laughs> because of New Year's resolutions, of course, you know, people eat a little bit too much over Christmas, don't exercise as much, they're more socializing, having fun, and then they're like, oh, I gained a few pounds, so it's time to get back in shape. 
Rose says pairing a New Year's resolution with a long-term goal helps people stay motivated. He also says people shouldn't be expecting results overnight. As a personal trainer, you try and get people not to focus on the weight so much as the, the behavioral changes that will bring the weight off gradually, naturally. So you're, you're, talking, you're looking at more at lifestyle changes. January is definitely the busiest time of the year um, for us. We typically start the year with an incentive, a promotion. Terry Moss is senior director of the Y Experience at the San Diego YMCA. They do more than fitness, but their 14 locations across the county all have gyms and pools. And less than two weeks into the new year, they've had 2,600 new members sign up. I, I think it's just a year of hope. People are hopeful for new things this year, uh, 2023. Maybe habits they haven't had a chance to get to do in a couple years. Moss says over the next nine months, they expect about half of those new members to drop off. They ran a promotion in January and are holding a challenge next month to help people stick with their fitness goals. At the Y, it's also about building that sense of community. We want to build a relationship with you so you want to stay. We want to help you find a connection with your group exercise instructor, your swim instructor, other people in the class. So the reason you stay isn't because you have to, it's because you want to. Have it back. Fitness instructors say people don't need to be part of a class or a gym to start getting fit. Changing your diet and taking small steps like going on a regular walk or a hike can also help. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Last week, we asked you to tell us about your New Year's resolutions. They included to meditate daily, to volunteer more, to help out in the community, and to be more compassionate and kind to people. Mine is just to be better, a little bit, every single day. And that's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Eric Anderson. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.